Ladies and gentlemen, good evening and welcome to another edition of PZ85 Plays. I am your Game Master Double H for the first time in a long time. Uh, and speaking of that particular phrase, we are heading back to Perryville. This is the first time I think in two years that we've done a recorded Perryville show. At the very least, it's been well over a year. Um, we've alluded to it a couple times, but the last time we did a, a Savage Worlds horror of Perry, horrors of Perryville game, uh, we we did it in person. It was it was an in person game. Um, I, I was a little proud of this. My team actually did not know they were playing a horrors of Perryville game until the end. It was revealed that it had taken place in the in the seventies in the area. Um, but if you've never heard one of these shows, go back in the PZ85 Plays archive at podzilla1985.com and check it out. Uh, Savage Worlds is a system that lends itself well to um, starting in the real world and getting out of hand real fast uh, and getting a little supernatural and, and a little spooky. So that's what we're going to do tonight. Let me introduce to you this cast that I keep alluding to. Returning uh, to Perryville for the first time in a while. First is the co-owner and creator of Podzilla 1985, Mr. Shannon Young, the White Phoenix. Thank God you're back in the driver's seat. That fucking piece of shit, Cody Sandusky, couldn't hold a fucking candle to you, man. He's, he's going to listen to this, man. Oh, oh. He's going to take you seriously. You know what? I just want to thank Cody for putting on a fantastic Curse of Strahd. <laughs> I cannot wait to go back to Barovia, honestly. We are coming back to that on November 1st, by the way, and I'll talk also, more about that later. Re really quick, uh, yeah, really quick, yeah. shout, legit shout out to Cody. Uh, feedback on the newest tales of yes. uh, Hollow's Eve. Everybody's raving about Cody. So Amber knocked it out of the park the first week. Cody knocked it out of the park the second week. Week. Uh, I can't wait to hear Steven next week. <laughs> I'm going to talk about him in just a minute, but also returning uh, to Perryville will be Lindsay Wolfgong. Hello, hello. Tanner the Calvert, the man Phoenix. himself, is coming back as I, well. I, I, I'm here. I think my internet's crapping out, though. Oh, good. That's Don't what we tell need. Us that. Um, That's what and for the first time ever uh, on on this show, anyway, coming back to us uh, after his stint over in uh, what was the name of uh, New Friedland? New, New Friedland, the name of the, the yeah. yeah, the place in uh, in our our Fallout game with a bang or a whimper. Uh, he was also quite the star there. He Mr. Was. Stephen Bright is joining us. Shannon, we we need to discuss this uh, show that you apparently volunteered me for. No, no, don't worry, it's not me, it's Hunter. <laughs> No, it was me. Yeah, yeah. I uh, so so oh. I'm I'm also writing the the third installment of uh, so so I I oh good there okay. goes Tanner. Uh, so I I adapted Tanner's story for episode one of the Hallows Eve Tales. I wrote and I created and wrote the second one, and I'm creating and writing the third one. Um, and when I came up with the idea, I initially, for the record, had Lindsay as the star for this show. But Shannon was like, no, 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 I need her for something else. That's true. And I said, okay, <laughs> who can we get? And we figured out that Steven had the dog mentality. He's got a good dog needed. mentality. He's a good boy. Yep. Also, yeah. Also, Steven. He's a good boy. You you have the honor of being uh, – so me and Lindsay and Tanner are kind of the core members of the Horrors of Perryville. But you have the yes. distinct honor of being one of the guest stars. I think in the first season, it was Jesse Kimball who went, later went on to become El Jefe. Um, oh, yes. I don't think we had anybody in the second one. Maria was in the third one. I think, right? Yep. Yeah. Yeah, yep. second was just us three. That seems right. Yeah, Maria was in the third one, and now Steven. So you've got clearly yep. uh, clearly a lineage to follow. Yeah, the, the fourth Jesse one that and happened Maria. off camera 
the fourth one that happened off camera, Jesse was back for, but you guys were not playing yourselves in that one. That's the only version oh. of this where you've not actually played yourself. Right. I was a coke so, dealer in that one. I'm just a weed dealer in real life. <laughs> <laughs> um, yeah, if you've, if you've never listened to these shows, something to mention again, the Savage World system very much plays on, on a lot of real world, like amped up stuff. It's very pulpy, a very classic comic book. Um, but for the first game that we played, which if you go back and you're looking for, it's called Chickens in the Mist. Yes, um, Mutant Chickens. I had you guys, had you guys play yourselves. Yeah, you, you created arise, characters chicken. that were yourselves, and we played it such as it was based around a real world scenario. Only it just again got real wacky real fast, and then everything just kind of went back to normal at the end. And that has then been sort of the template for every one of these. You guys uh, investigated. Let's see, you investigated the a compound house. where you were mutated yourselves. Well, that was that was, oh, that was yeah, season three. Yeah, yeah. yeah you did the second episode. You guys dealt with the the Nazi ghosts. Yes, that was a whole I, thing. And the Nazi mummy. Cop, that was Steven. a thing. You killed a cop there. That. that happened. Yeah. yeah, it was it was pretty wild. And then we got um, mutated. Yeah, the the fourth episode was the the off camera one. That was the the back in time one. It, it was wasn't a prequel. time travel. It was a prequel. It was a prequel episode, yeah. basically. Yeah, something that took place back uh back in the seventies. But um, we got a whole new episode for you now. I'm not gonna unleash the title on the listeners just yet. You guys have seen it, having seen the logo. Well, they'll see it too, right? Because it's the logo. There okay, the title of this episode is Groundswell. <laughs> for the record, um, this is this is uh, installment five of the horrors of Perry Villain. It's called Groundswell. So I think with that, we've got most of the background out of the way before I kind of turn it over to you guys for some some build up um quick anything that you need from me before we start other than what we've already addressed it was the role tanner was made to play himself himself and he left and there he goes again okay <laughs> i don't want to start too much I, of this until i, I, I know for sure tanner's here. here okay okay good i am in fact yeah, i knew here. you were having some some difficulties okay so we're going to play this up as though it has been basically real time because you guys are also not playing novice characters anymore. You're playing seasoned character. Um, I'm going to, I'm going to have everybody else do this before Steven, just because he's, he's new to this. Um, but it has been about a year and a half since your last involvement with any of the weirdness that is Perryville, Missouri. Um, in that time, what have you, I was going to say, what have your characters, what have you been doing? What have you been up to since then? Uh, I'll I'll go first. Mine's simple. After what happened with the mutated chick, uh, with uh, with us being mutated, uh, my character, who is me, his life fell apart. Uh, he lost his girlfriend. He uh, kind of went a little crazy, and has been uh, living this paranoid existence of some kind of conspiracy against him and his friends so he's been trying to maintain a normal life working his job kind of pushing everybody away he he doesn't socialize he keeps to himself um but in and if you saw his room you would know that it's all just a show and he has been it's charlie day in that episode he's got buttons <laughs> attached to buttons attached to pins and he is um he is full-on tin hat at this point Shannon, get this guy another cigarette. Who are you talking Lindsay, about? Lindsay, what if you... What if you... Uh, Barney's right. Oh, shit. Uh, You're Lindsay, your goddamn you mind, doing? Hunter. Sorry. <laughs> what have you been doing? I've, I've been clearly trying to help keep him sane. Otherwise, it has just been my uh, usual bit 
of working on artwork a little more usual than uh, in the past until uh, everything went to hell at my day job and I've had to take over everything else and now I'm just like, fuck life at the moment and too busy to think about anything else. No, he said your character. I, my character is me. Tanner, what about you? <clears throat> I have been roaming southeast Missouri and southern Illinois uh, looking for something to do to get by and make a living. Uh, things have been kind of rough after that, mut that that mutation that happened, you know? Maybe maybe I don't quite look as normal as I used to. Who knows? I'm, I'm a weird-looking feller. So, uh, yeah, I've just been trying to make ends meet. Hi. I have to go change the name of the group chat real quick to Weird Looking Feller. Yeah. Yep. Um, Steven, you're the only one coming into this basically fresh-faced in, in that you weren't involved in any of the previous weirdness. So I'm not going to have you introduce, quote-unquote, yourself just yet, okay? I want to hold off on that for just a second. Um, Shannon, you very recently uh in fact so for, for the record this is uh taking place a couple of days in the past the timing didn't quite work out just right for me uh so our story is taking place on uh it begins on the friday evening of this past weekend friday october 7th um of uh of 2022 sorry my headphone just kicked out there it goes okay now i can hear um you wait a minute did it Am I still there? Yeah, we can still hear Dib you. Yeah. I can't hear Dib you. Give me a second. Ah, I don't know what's going on with my headphones. That's right. very weird. I think they connected to my phone. Let me just Should we keep second. talking while he's doing that? Um, I'm going to keep talking. It's fine. Okay. Uh, so, okay. Shannon, you get a call. No, I'm not because my <laughs> headphones are disconnected. Uh, we can hey, still hear you. Go. Okay, now I hear you. Good okay. Lord. That was, yeah. okay. All right. Yeah, I don't know what happened. Oh, my headphone case came open. That's what happened. Moving on, Shannon, Friday night, last Friday night, you get a call um, from the Perryville Sheriff's Department. Now, being tapped into the local news, you're aware that the long-running sheriff, Gary Schaff, just recently retired. Uh, and and so he has basically kind of just passed on all the, you know, he was the guy who knew where all the bodies were buried, literally and metaphorically. Uh, and he kind of passed on his, his contacts, his information, all to the guy taking over for him in the interim, whose name is Jason Kelly. Um Kelly has apparently come across something that he and his folks cannot manage on their own. He's hesitant and very reticent to specifically say what he's dealing with, but he makes it very clear in a voicemail that he leaves to you because God knows you don't answer a phone call if you don't know the number, right? That's true. Um, That's accurate. He, he makes it very clear in the voicemail that he leaves that what he's dealing with is is not normal and that he, uh, he quotes Gary suggested you might be the kind of person to talk to about this um, he would like to meet with you on Sunday and he's going to pay to put you up up here for a little while he'll get a hotel for you it's going to be paid out of the sheriff's department he's also suggesting that you put together a team he knows that there's a couple of people you've worked with in the past um, and he recommends that you roll no no uh, more shallow, no shallower than four. So um, if you're interested, it pays. It's going to pay well. He's not saying how much exactly yet, but he'll put you up. Uh, and, and 
he'll take care of your team as well. Okay. Um, absolutely, because I would jump at the opportunity to, any you know, anytime I hear something weird, I can't tell you exactly what it is. I know if it's from Perryville, I know it's something. And uh, I'm going to take my, my tinfoil hat off. I'm going to start pulling some of the pins out of the wall and jump on this opportunity because I know it's about to get real. I am a believer. Okay. So uh, Kelly says that he would like to meet with you on like Sunday afternoon, basically. And he's planning to put you up for like a week. Uh, he's anticipating it probably won't take longer than that, but he'll put you up up here. There's a brand new Holiday Inn that's right beside uh, the, the main exit. Sheriff's Department will take care of it for you and your people. A couple of rooms, whatever you need um, in terms of in terms of the basics. But he... Uh, we'll set a meeting with you that Sunday, like I said, afternoon around six o'clock or so. So basically, you have the weekend this past weekend to get your team together. What, who do you want to talk to? What do you want to do? Well, I call Tanner first, and I tell him that uh, we we got a case. We got one. Uh, where's it at? Where do you think? No, no, yeah, no. of course. Perryville, Missouri, the epicenter of supernatural activity in the United States. Are chickens involved? Uh, just us, maybe. But uh, what about Nazis or any kind of genetic? Dude, this is shit. this is 2022. This is MAGA country. Of course, there are Nazis involved, but hopefully, we can avoid <laughs> them this time. They actually offered to hold, a, you know, to put us up in the hotel there, which is very nice of them, considering I killed one of them. You remember that, right? No, 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 no. You killed a police officer. This is the sheriff's department for the oh, round. Gotcha, gotcha. Well, the, when I say yeah, one of them, I mean, I mean, cop. I, I killed, <laughs> I killed, I killed someone in law enforcement. You, the, the important part is you crossed the thin blue line. <laughs> I, I shot the thin blue line. If I, no, I stabbed the thin blue line. I severed it. If I remember correctly, yes. point is that thin blue line was wrapped around a swastika, though. Does it count? doesn't count if it's doing that. Uh, we need to get a team together because I want to hit this hard. I have no doubt that this is going to be crazy. I haven't talked to Lindsay yet. I know she's down. Unfortunately, the last person we had help us, I believe, now works with the uh, police department, so they're probably a no-go. But uh, I, I got somebody that that literally has nothing to do. They just play Overwatch all fucking day. It's pathetic, honestly. So I'm sure we can bring them in. El Jefe? No, no, no. From what I understand, he opened up a very fancy taco restaurant down in Mexico. He's married now to a lovely senorita, and um, I don't think he's going to be a part of this. Damn. Look at him moving up in the world. Yeah, well, the tacos aren't great. But everything else is fine from what I understand. I mean, good for him, you know? Who the hell are you calling? Uh, I'm calling in. I'm calling in the looks. I'm going to give a call to Stephen Bright. Oh, that's a good boy. He's a good. He's the best boy, honestly. Steven has a bunch of things going for him. He won't ask any questions, and he'll do pretty much anything I say. So <laughs> I think we don't even have to tell him what's going on, honestly. I'll just say, Steven, let's go to Perryville, and he'll go, okay. And we're good to go. Steven, Shannon is calling your phone. What do you do? I answer it. Steven, okay. Steven you're on, you're on a, a two-way call with me and Tanner. What are you doing? What are you doing right now? I'm playing Overwatch 2. It came out just last weekend, and it was it's pretty fun. I don't know if you played it yet. I'm texting Tanner. No fucking shit. Um, <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I tried to play Overwatch 2 if you get into the servers, which I can't. Anyway. They fixed that. 
they did i actually played earlier today there's no joke that's that's <laughs> true life uh we got a you want to go to perryville for a couple days okay i love him see that's what i told you all right Steven's in. He is the goodest boy. All right, Steven, just a really what are quick. We doing? Well, just a uh, just a quick recap. You remember a couple years ago we disappeared for a few days and things got weird. Um, well, I just remember you disappearing, but I was don't, don't worry Destiny about it. Two. Uh, quick recap: mutant chickens, Nazi cops, saying that. and ghosts. Tanner, okay, Nazi cops, I believe. We got mutated into something else, and now we're going back to Perryville, and we're not sure why. We just don't know if you want to tag along. Uh, what is this bang? Of course it's paying. It's extra money, Steven. Okay, man. Do I have to kill anyone? Uh, you might not uh, have to. Not, I, maybe, I mean, no? What? what are you talking about, Steven? It's really I really you. wanted you to go, you don't have to, you get to. Right. <laughs> <laughs> All right, Shannon, we got, we got Steven. Why don't you holler upstairs and see if Lindsay wants to go? All right, hold on a second. Lindsay! What? You want to go to Perryville? Sure. Why not? All right. She's in. <laughs> you know, in, in a lot of oh. these tabletop games, when you have to find a reason for the party to come together at the tavern, this is a lot easier. It just, <laughs> this is what I love yeah, about it. I mean, if you, remember, if you remember, then the first game, I was like, hey, you guys are coming up here to play, play, play tabletop games, and I'm not at home. Yep. I leave you a weird voicemail that says you should go somewhere else, and everyone goes, well, Hunter would never steer us wrong. <laughs> <laughs> he steered us so, wrong. He wasn't even so there. So you had, you had about, from the time that you got that phone call to the time that you need to meet him, you had about forty-five or 48 hours to make that happen. Uh, that took approximately 4.8 minutes. <laughs> so... <laughs> <laughs> you pretty much have the rest of the weekend to get together any gear that you need. Um, in the in the process of this, you'll get a couple of more um, details. Not a lot of them, basically. But eventually, uh, Kelly will get you on the phone and kind of give you a little bit of a little bit of knowledge of, of what's going on and what it is he needs your help with. So basically. Shannon, the story goes like this, and you can relate this to your team however you want, or you can put him on speaker, and 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 it can go that way too. So about a month ago, right in the midst of of Shaw's retirement, he's trying to do the whole transition to power thing and all of this craziness. Um, something strange popped up in the in the kind of local news. It didn't even make the paper at first. It was one of those things that you just started hearing kind of around town. Um, uh, a younger guy by the name of Tucker McClure found that there was a big mound, like a mound of, 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 you know, dirt, like earth, about the size of a mid-sized sedan, like a car sized mound had just erupted in his backyard. And we're not talking about like earth placed on top of the, the grass or anything like it was like raising up from under the ground, right? At first he and everyone else wrote it off pretty normally. It's some kind of little underground anomaly. None of them you'd use the word anomaly, but it would be like, oh, it's a burst pipe. You know, so the pipe burst somewhere near here and it has has caused issues. It's a sinkhole. It's a sinkhole getting ready to to it's you know it's gonna swell up, then it's gonna pop and it's gonna go the other direction. Um the Tucker swore up and down that that wasn't the case. He was trying to explain to people first, I think it's rotting right like it's it's like ridden with like bones i think 
these are. You know, he had he'd done a little digging into it, and what he came across, it looked like like bleached bones. There were like lots of worms in the dirt, but it was they were really foul smelling, like more so than you know a normal just bucket of worms. Um, and the longer this went on over a few days, the more he started telling people he was having these horrible dreams and what eventually kind of bled over into waking nightmares. Over the course of a week, from the time the mound appeared to the end, uh, Tucker started trying to dig up the mound. And his neighbor, who lives about a quarter mile down the, the way, because they both live a little bit outside of town, his neighbor Bryce, um, he was telling this this guy, Bryce, Bryce Stewart is his name, uh, Tucker starts telling Bryce that, quote, the devil himself hid something under that dirt for me to find. It was about two days after he told Bryce that that Tucker was found dead uh, on top of the mound by one of the sheriff's deputies. His corpse was already decayed. Like, it looked like it had been underground for months. But it wasn't underground, and it could only have been there for a very brief period of time. The Sheriff's Department does everything they can to keep this kind of swept under the rug, keep it quiet, but it's a small town, word spreads, and it gets much worse when two more mounds popped up. Again, mysteriously, overnight. Uh, one popped up in the yard of a young couple who then pretty much vanished from their house. The mound appeared in their, their place, and the next thing you knew, they were gone. They skipped town. Um... The other one popped up in the, the yard of a, a local, uh, a guy who's apparently been around for a long time there, uh, a name you might vaguely recognize as Boxdorfer, a family name, a guy by the last name of Boxdorfer. Um, and now he's threatening to shoot anyone who come ne comes near his yard, much less the mound itself. So... Basically, Kelly, as all this kind of gets handed off to him, Schaff apologizes over and over, but he says, it's, it's my time, I gotta go. Uh, Kelly realizes he's out of his depth, and he he calls in the big guns. And basically, that's you guys. Um, he doesn't say as much over the phone, but it's pretty clear that he's aware, vaguely, probably, of what you guys went through, most of you, anyway. Uh, and he thinks that you might be able to offer some insight that other people might not. So that's the information that he can he can share with you prior to your trip up here. And that's what you've got to work with for the remainder of the weekend. I'll relay that information to everybody, uh, along with an asterisk to Tanner that um, we're probably going to have to kill Derek. Like... For, for the record, he he did not say Derek Boxdorfer. He just said Boxdorfer. I'm just, he gave I'm, you a laugh. I'm just assuming. I don't know many Boxdorfers. I remember uh, Tim Conway played him in some golf videos, but he did uh, fishing. He was he also did fishing. fishing. Yeah. So there's a good chance we might have to kill Derek or at least shoot him. Are you okay with shooting Derek? No, I like Derek. I like Derek a lot. You don't have to shoot to kill God. Can we You're, switch him out with Landock? <laughs> that's a cut right there um <laughs> skip to the montage of everybody getting ready for the for the trip to Berryville. so Lindsay's packing her suitcase 
Tanner's uh, is putting his, I'm assuming, rifle probably in his, in his car. Shotgun. Yeah. You see me <laughs> just packing up a bunch. And it's obviously it's to um, carry on away with some by, by Kansas. And we can't, oh, yeah. we can't play the music, but you can imagine. Um, right. I'm, I'm, I'm putting just a bunch of different books and, you know, about just all supernatural and stuff like that. I've got a 38 that I probably took from one of them cops that I killed and I, uh, I spin the chamber on it and, uh, put it up and then it switches to Steven who's just still playing overwatch (laughs) two. And he gets a text from me that says the music cuts out too. Yeah. Like you can just hear the sound of his like controller clicking. He's just, his keyboard he's just, God damn it. <laughs> <laughs> and then you get a text that just from me that says, fuck are you? <laughs> On my way. <laughs> and he just sends me, oh, I'm just talking to him in. <laughs> um, are you guys taking separate cars, single vehicle, a couple of them? What are you doing? Steven, what do you drive again? Don't get too specific. Nissan Versa. We're going to Steven's car. You're gonna meet them there, right? Yeah. Okay. So that'll give us that'll give us two vehicles. Three of you riding with, with one and then Tanner's coming over from the other the other direction. While Steven um, is driving, I am looking through my books for anything that sounds familiar to what they've described. And I'm no, playing okay. puzzles on my phone. <laughs> Shannon, do you have do you have the research skill? Do you have any ranks in the research skill? Uh, what's that under? Oh, it's the skills. Smarts. Yeah, um, it's a smart skill. I have common knowledge, and I have hacking. If that helps. Okay. No research. So, so research is the one where you like actively search um, texts for things. Go ahead and and, and make a D four roll though. So roll a D four and a D six. And we'll take two from whatever you get. Roll a D4 and a D6. Mm-hmm. Oh, you got a four. I got a four. Well, a four a ace, so roll it again. Roll the four again. That's so that's seven. a seven minus two is a five. Okay. I'm gonna keep that in mind. So you're 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 researching, is it is it are you doing anything digitally or is it all like you've got physical books that you're flipping through? What are you doing? Uh, I'm starting off on my phone, just kind of Googling, you know, this to see if it's happened anywhere else to see if anyone has any information on it. Then I'll cross reference that with my books, probably Tobin spirit guide, you know, that kind of thing. Sure. Yeah. Spades catalog. Yeah. Uh, Steven, are you, you're, you're driving then I'm assuming because it's your car, yeah. right? Mm-hmm. And make a driving roll for me if you would, please. Sure. Uh, let's see. My driving is a T8. Okay. So roll an eight and a six. Eight and six. There's the six or eight. Sorry. Excuse me. That's chef. He was looking for his potted plant. So I got a five. That's so the five is the one we're going to take. Okay. Yeah. Five is good enough for for you to, to, go along normally um Sweet. tanner you're driving also so make a driving roll for me if you would yeah. i was going to see about doing some kind of phone research on well, you're not like i'm about to say any rolls of one it crashes this car uh we all do i don't i'm gonna say not everybody <laughs> many people do <laughs> Many people oh say, if it didn't seem so mean i would have done the the flanders bit or the the homer bit to you Hens love chickens, and geese love ganders. <laughs> Everyone else loves Ned Flanders. Not me. Not me. 
All right, I rolled a 14. God damn. Dang. It kept going. Okay. So Tanner's um, just driving with his foot while he's on the phone and playing Overwatch. It's it's kind of, it's kind of that thing of like you can only succeed so well. So yes, um, I, I hate that it's on that, but you you drive well. You're driving just fine. <laughs> uh, I'm driving with my knee down the interstate playing a guitar, which I magically learned how to play just for this trip. Certainly, if it makes you feel better, that's what you're doing in your head. But what you're doing is driving well. Um, <laughs> You okay. didn't hit that possum that ran out in front of your car. <laughs> Could have been a mutant. To, uh, to double back to a, a couple of things. So, Shannon, while uh, while Steven is driving and you're doing some some quick searches, it's first of all, it's been a little while since you've been to Perryville in this capacity anyway, short of just a couple of late-night parties on the deck and such. Um, so, in an official capacity, I guess I should say. So, you're not only researching, you know, uh, this phenomenon that's been discussed, but you're also looking at the the area itself and refamiliarizing yourself with some things. Um, worth noting that you come across an article about Sheriff Kelly taking over the transition of power from Sheriff Gary Schaff, who has now retired. Uh, Kelly has named a guy by the name of Austin Turner as his deputy, so that might be useful information for you to know. Um, that that is his his second in command, who they're both just kind of moving up the chain. Uh, something that gives you some fairly significant pause or at least prompts you to stop and go back to it because you realize that no one from that you know from Perryville has ever mentioned this to you. Um, it's it's not the most like interesting place in the news because a lot of the stuff that you guys ran into got swept under the rug, mm-hmm. right? FBI stepped in, CIA, somebody up above the ranks really stepped in and went, no, nah, that didn't. They hit you with Homer Simpson. This smells funny in there. No, it doesn't. Mm-hmm. Uh, but one thing that did actually make the news, and you weren't you weren't aware of this, um, back in 2012, so about 10 years ago, uh, there was something called the Long Handle Murders. So, the more you get from looking at the 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 story, some guy uh, who worked at a nearby farm, and the farm name gives you pause too. Because it's three spring farms, which you might recall just happened to be where you encountered some very large chickens a couple of years ago. Yeah, mutant chickens, oh. if I remember. This, um, the, the long handle murders of 2012, uh, some guy who worked at three spring farms went on a rampage, according to this article that you read. He brutally murdered five other workers with a machete. And then he was caught and arrested at his house a few hours later. Um, the reason it's called a long handle murders is because of this very specific type of machete. Apparently it was more used as a farm implement than it would be for like cutting down, uh, you know, vegetation and that sort of thing. Um, so after a pretty long trial, uh, the guy was known as long handle, but his name was Jack McNeil. Um, he was sentenced to death. And he has been serving time in a penitentiary over in in Charleston uh, ever since. He's in the Southeast Correctional Center in Charleston, Missouri, as a matter of fact. So long-handled Jack McNeil um, was was sentenced to death for that. This is something nobody's ever mentioned to you. You did not know of this. I had my suspicions. (laughs) That's all I'll say. But you, but you didn't know for sure. Didn't know for sure. Um, uh, And then. Didn't he have a nickname like Peaky Blinders or something? Like that? That's where he studied. No, his he's victims. called Long Handle. 
Yeah. yeah. Uh, <laughs> uh, speaking of Three Spring Farms, because that leads you down that rabbit hole of, wait a minute, yeah, whatever happened to that place? Um, it turns out that it is actually up and running again. I don't like that. Kind of. Kind of. So it's under new operation. They maintained the same name, um, but it, it appears to be under you know new management. Um, they have, <laughs> as the article uh, notes, and, and what causes you to maybe chuckle is that they have successfully fought off big poultry. <laughs> that they have managed to us too to, uh, stay stay independent. Um, there is also a Buckite farm, which you would probably recognize uh, as the name of the the, the farm uh, implement store. Um, but there is like a family Buckite that owns a hay farm in the area. It, uh, in comparison to Three Spring, has been struggling for years. Um, and and. For the most part, that's all you really glean in terms of information. It ends up being a lot more about the area itself and not so much about the, the, the mounds. You try a couple of searches about these kinds of mounds and you get some real out there stuff, some full-blown Cthulhu type, you know, uh, uh, Lovecraftian things. Uh, but they're all from fictional stories. They're all from from what may as well be ghost stories at this point. And I still relay every, every single one of them to both Lindsay and Steven. <laughs> Cause uh, like I said, at this point I'll believe just about anything. Yeah. Uh, fortunately you, well, fortunately and unfortunately you also kind of have time to do that. Uh, there's a pile up on 55 that ends up <laughs> oh, great. a couple of hours. Um, so where you had intended to be in Perryville by about six uh, you fire off a couple of quick texts to Kelly to let him know you're going to be late. He's aware. He's the sheriff, obviously. Um, it ends up being a little after 8 o'clock when you reach your meeting point. Tanner, you have less difficulty but a little bit longer drive. Uh, you end up having to cross over to Chester and the bridge and all of that. And So basically the point is you guys all arrive at the same location just a little bit after 8 o'clock on, on Sunday night. That would be Sunday, October 8th, if I remember correctly. No, 9th. I'm kind of so picturing it that, you know, I'm crossing the Chester Bridge. I'm already in Perryville, basically, and I, I, t- I, call, I call Shannon, hey, where are we going? Send me the address. Send it to me, and I go, oh, you motherfucker. <laughs> well, it's not... I don't, I don't know what you're talking about because I didn't tell you where you're going yet. <laughs> Oh, you were talking about the three uh, rivers. To my knowledge, no, you were no, going no, to the no. Holiday Inn. Yeah. Well, <laughs> I, I, I talked about the farms, but I didn't say you were going there. Hey, yet. you know oh, what? Okay. To be fair, if someone texted me and said we're going to the Holiday Inn, I would still reply, oh, you motherfucker. <laughs> <laughs> uh, no, Kelly suggested that you guys meet at uh, a restaurant called Owl's Place. So this place, um, as uh, you, no the, the group of you, the, the three of you that are coming in from Cape, you're going to go much deeper past town, basically, than you would normally past Walgreens on out past TG, Missouri. Um, you're actually heading closer to where Tanner is. When he comes across the bridge, he's going to be relatively close to this place. Uh, it's it's on 55. It's on the, the highway that runs through the middle of the, the area. Um, and it's just like kind of you come around a corner. It's just there. It's it's down a long stretch of road um, surrounded by trees is backed up to the woods. Basically, it's got a gravel parking lot It had sat abandoned for or not abandoned, but unoccupied for years. Um, but it's up and running again. Um, and it has been reopened, even though Al has long since passed um, as Al's place. They kept that uh, in his his name. 
<clears throat> by the time you guys get there, it had been anticipated it was going to be very busy, and you guys would probably be meeting Sheriff Kelly for dinner. Um, but now that it's a little after eight, there's a few customer cars left behind. It's Sunday night, so it's a it's a church night, obviously. Um, <clears throat> there's a single overhead lamp, uh, like like a street light, basically in the the gravel lot that does occasionally flicker. It's very spooky. Uh, and Kelly's actually sitting outside when you show up. He's sitting in his his police cruiser. Um, you can see that he's gone full analog. He's doing a crossword puzzle. Shannon, you probably before the rest of them would know why. This far out of town, uh, cell phones are not working very well. You realize along the way you start kind of losing the plot. The cell phone just most, mostly becomes a flashlight for you to read your physical text. So Kelly's got a little crossword book, and he, or uh, he, yeah, he looks like he's basically just sitting around waiting on you guys to arrive. So you would pull into the lot basically on either side of his vehicle, and he'll get out to to greet you. I'll let you guys do your your uh, introductions before I say anything else. All right. Well, uh, I would let them all introduce themselves first. I'm I'm just kind of pacing in the back while everyone else is saying hello to him. Uh, you know, hello, my name is Tanner Calvert. I'm with Podzilla in 1985. Uh, Shannon gave me a call, asked me to come help with this. You know, I'm, I'm, I'm hoping we're able to help assist in this situation. Yeah, Kelly's a big dude. Um, he's almost, he's like right at as, as tall as you, Tanner. He's not quite as big, you know, in terms of stature, but he's, he's a, he's a burly guy and he shakes your hand, very strong, firm handshake and says, yeah, I remember you, uh, by name anyway, and kind of relays what he knows about what you guys have been through and all that, uh, kind of awful business. He describes it as <laughs> very awful, awful business. I say, as I light up a cigarette and everyone looks <laughs> at me and I, and I go, that's right. I smoke now. And then I, I take a puff no, from it. You don't. Right. <laughs> Right to camera. That's right. right. I smoke now. That's right. I smoke now. <laughs> um, Lindsay, he'll exchange the the standard pleasantries with you, but Stephen, he does briefly. Yeah. Um, he looks a little, a little, not taken aback, but he's kind of like you. I can't place. He's kind of like finger gunning you. Like who's this guy? I don't know who this is. Hello, I'm Stephen. Shannon <laughs> invited me to this. I figured I'd help out. <laughs> He he, Shannon, he looks at uh, you, but he's like kind of he's kind of this guy and Steven with his thumb, and is like this one must be the brains, and he laughs like real big. <laughs> I, I just let's take that cigarette, and I go, ah, ha, 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 and then I throw the cigarette down and stomp it out and walk up to him, and like, yeah, he's he's the brains. Anyway, so how many dead? What are we talking about here? Time is of the essence. <laughs> He, uh, in the midst of that, he says, yeah, I heard about the pile up. I've been waiting a little while. Uh, waitress and Al says I'm bad luck for tips. So I decided I'd move out here and wait for y'all. They're going to close up soon. So if you're hankering for something to eat, you might want to grab something, you know, the chess pie they make is real good. Um, we got time. Once we would take care of the business, we'll head over, uh, to the McClure place. I'm going to show you around that scene before y'all get some shut eye over at the, he calls it the motel. We, Even though it's very clearly not a motel, you got bodies. I'm gonna take up up on getting food because I was hungry. I'm gonna I'm gonna talk to him. You got bodies rotting on top of of mounds that have sprung up out of nowhere, and you're talking about getting pie. <laughs> he says, "Hey, slow down, Chief. We got business to take care of first. Everything's roped off. We'll." 
get it squared away, but we got to get the facts straight before we start making any moves. You got to be hungry. It's been a long day. Plus, Shannon, chess pie. I think about lighting up another cigarette. I don't cigarette. know what that is. I don't, though. <laughs> but I thought about it. It's uh, <laughs> it's like a custard kind of thing. It's got like a like a crispy brown. It was delicious. Like a pudding, like a pudding pie in a lot of ways. Like I'll look over thing. at Lindsay and say, you like crispy brown? Let's go. Go, get pie, get pie. I just want some <laughs> chicken fingers, damn it. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, so you guys can make your way inside. Um, again, people are kind of slowly but surely starting to filter out. It's a very classic uh, Americana restaurant type place, and you can get your dinners, sit down and eat while you do, uh, while you're waiting on food and once it comes out and everything. Uh, what do y'all order, by the way? What does everybody get? Lindsay wants chicken fingers. I want chicken fingers and french fries. Lindsay, we don't say the C word in this town. Um, I mean, it's <laughs> I getting like devoured. It's not... Whatever. Lindsay, you notice on the menu, for the record, it does mention that uh, these, these are fresh, hand-battered tenders uh, from Three Spring Farms. It's revenge, is what it is. <laughs> <laughs> You're going to end up mutated and not from the last place we were at. Shannon, what do you get? Uh, I just get a coffee. Okay. Coffee and cigarettes. Steven, what about you? Oh, um... Uh... Do they have anything besides chess pie, like maybe apple or pecan, maybe? Pecan. Uh, yeah, no, they got like they have like the the daily selection. Sure, they got an apple pie. It's fall. Okay. Yeah, they got like a fresh, I'm fresh baked, cross hatched apple pie. Yeah, okay. totally. Would you like some coffee as well? Uh, I've been uh, yes, I have keeping some. off of caffeine, so <laughs> let's just go with the uh, a water for right now. All right, Kelly, oh, Kelly, gets a cup of coffee too. To go with my chest pie, can I get a Diet Coke? I'm diabetic. I got to watch what I drink. Yeah. yeah I, I can do that. I lower my head. Jesus fucking Christ. <laughs> <laughs> I'm antsy. So while you guys are, are waiting, eating, you know, before, during, and after all of this, um, Kelly's got a, a map, basically, of the, the area. Um, <laughs> he looks just like that, too. That's the craziest part. Um, <laughs> Uh, without giving you the specific map, I'll do that for our next session because you, you won't need it tonight, more than likely. Um, but basically, he points out like three locations in the mounds. There's no discernible pattern. Like you can certainly create a triangle out of it, but you can create a triangle out of any three points that aren't on a straight line, right? Um, so he gives a, a real quick overview of each of them. Um, first of all, is the McClure boy. He says that uh, McClure's neighbor, Bryce Stewart, you may have heard of, um, found poor Tucker dead in his yard after a week of hearing him rant about how he couldn't dig up that hill in his backyard. Um, so he, he figures you've got enough knowledge on that one from what he told you before to really not say much more about it at the time. Uh, the next one will be the Bollinger's Mound. He says the owners are a young couple. Their last name is Bollinger, and that's really all he knows about them right now. He hasn't looked too closely into it yet because they just up and left their house. They reported the mound to the police within two days. He says they left real quiet, didn't tell any of their neighbors. They were there one night and gone the next. They reported the thing, must have packed their car, and took off. Um, with the house seemingly abandoned, he and his deputy, Turner, uh, taped off the yard, police taped off the yard, but they have not yet gotten appropriate warrants to search the inside of the house yet, so they're limited to just what he's got on the outside. Um, 
And then there's the Boxdorfer one. So Boxdorfer uh, is, is again, a family name. Uh, he does actually confirm, however, that the guy's name is Derek. Um, <clears throat> he says, you know, he used to work uh, over at the Park Center running the projector, but uh, he's retired from that now, I guess. Bad temper, real problem with authority figures. He said the mound, when the mound showed up in his yard and people started finding out about it, he started threatening to shoot anybody who came near his property. And he... Kelly kind of shakes his head, takes his hat off, scratches his head. He goes, well, I, I guess that's his right, though. I don't know what we're going to do about that one. Well, if it's the same Derek Boxdorfer that we know, then maybe we can get in there. But that doesn't that doesn't sound like our, our boxy. It's kind of weird. <clears throat> he says if you know him, maybe that'll be helpful. But thus far, they've not been able to really reach the guy. I mean, I can try Messenger, but it would probably be better if we just went out there and talked to him in person. <laughs> I'm going to lean into Tanner. Easier to shoot him that way. Why are you trying to shoot our friend, man? I'm not trying to shoot him. His suggestion, him. Kelly's suggestion with it being so late, is that uh, for the night you just, or for the, the, the evening, it's not fully dark yet. Um, he says it's probably best once we're done here, if we at least visit the McClure mound, that way you get an idea of what we're looking at. It's also the first one. Um, he says probably won't be too late to bother anybody out there, but after that, we may have to save the other two for tomorrow. So pretty much, I mean, that's what he's got to share with you in the immediacy, unless you have questions. Um, other than that, once everything's paid up, he's going to head outside. So if there's any reason we need to hold at dinner, please let me know. I want to ask him, have you had any weird things happen recently in the area? Any strange meteor showers, any gas leaks from, from the earth, any, anything, uh, strange. He says nothing that's been reported to the sheriff outside of this. Of course, this has pretty much been taking up their time. Everything else has been your standards, uh, your traffic stops, that sort of thing. He says, you might check with the County clerk. Um, not only is, is, uh, she good at keeping records, but she kind of keeps on the, the no with the, the local scuttlebutt and all that, but nothing's come across their desk. Not worth reporting anyway. Okay. Uh, the good stuff never is. Then I say, let's go look at this mound. Okay. Yes. Anybody else? Steven? Yeah, let's go. I'm finishing up my pie. <laughs> It's pretty In good. In natural Stephen fashion. Yeah. Okay. Uh, once everybody's finished up, paid up, as a matter of fact, by the way, Kelly steps in and pays for your meals. Um, he says it's just part of the, the department business. Uh, he <clears throat> wants to keep you guys on retainer, which is more or less what he's doing right now. So they're paying for the accommodations. They'll cover your gas to and from wherever you go and uh, keep your receipts on your food. They'll pay for it, too, since you effectively work for them right now. Much um, obliged. He's saying all of this as you guys are leaving Al's place as you're walking out the front door. And again, we're down to basically just your cars plus maybe one or two others at the edges of the parking lot. And it's about that time that you guys hear the just blood curdling scream, uh, a feminine voice, a loud shout of help. Um, Kelly instinctively turns because it's pretty clearly, even though you're kind of surrounded by the woods other than the road in front of you, in front of the diner uh, and the, the restaurant itself, <clears throat> he turns because he can kind of pinpoint that this is coming from the woods behind the restaurant, which kind of backs up too. So he moves off of that Porsche uh, and about that time, 
uh, what looks like about a teenage girl comes racing uh, out of the woods. She's got like a PHS t-shirt on and shorts. She's screaming. She's crying. Um, Kelly moves to her immediately and calls her by name. He calls her Elena and he asks her what's going on. He's trying to get her to calm down and, and, and speak plainly. And she says that um, he's out there. Somebody's out there. She's pointing to the woods behind her. And she says, and Evan's still out there too. <clears throat> and Kelly stops and says, wait a minute. What were you guys doing out there? Um, you're welcome to jump in, by the way, at any point here, because this is all just kind of happening in front of you. I've kinda, While all this is happening, I just automatically hit the button on my trunk of the car, and I'm just grabbing what I need. Yeah, I've been here before. I know what's happening, or an idea of what's happening. I'm following up with that. I'm pulling that 38 from uh, my waist, and I'm going to step in between them and go, they were probably out there fucking. Who cares? W- what did you see? She's uh, immediately taken aback by your just appearance and forthrightness, I guess. Uh, but she eventually manages to settle on you, and she says, yeah, okay, me and Evan were out in the woods, and we were attacked by a man in an animal mask with a knife. He was stabbed from behind. I think he's dead. And then she just starts repeating, I think he's dead. I'm going to turn to Tanner. That's got to be Boxdorfer. He's the only one crazy enough to do it. God damn it. Stop trying to kill our friend. We don't know if it was him or if he's involved. Let's just go. Now, by now, um, Kelly has drawn a service revolver, too. Um, And he says, look, somebody needs to take care of her, and we need to figure out what's going on out there, who's going with me, who's staying here. I'll stay with her. She's probably going to freak out less if another female's with her. I'm going to ask Yeah, She pretty much collapses right on to you the second that that's made an option. Uh, I'm going to point at my pistol and Tanner's gun and look at, at him and say, you don't, you don't have any opposition to this. Do you just for the record? No, you work for us right now. And then I'm going to turn to Steven. Steven, do you have a gun? You hear him start to say like, as long as they're legal. And he's like, yeah, we'll settle that up later. If not, <laughs> I do have my That's full 1911 that you told me to bring. Well, it's better than what I got. Well, grab it and let's go. I, I have it on my person. It's good. All right. Okay. So for the record, the wooded area that you're heading into is now very dark um, and pretty thick. Like there's not really a clear trail. Does anybody have a source of light? Yes, I've got, I a, a, I've got a flashlight with okay. a 10-foot radius. Okay. Uh, That's more or less what he's got as well. So he's going to retrieve that from his vehicle, his cruiser. I just got my cell phone, but I can turn the light Shannon, on. Shannon, before you leave, do you want my flashlight? No, you keep the flashlight. You might need it. All right. Hey, if you're wielding a gun, that, that phone flashlight's not going to do you much good. I'll tell you that much. You can turn it on if you want, but the way that those are built... It's not a cone. It's just kind of giving you like dim light in your immediate area. Oh yeah, I'm just I've got it as a backup, but I'm gonna be with Tanner with his flashlight. Okay. Okay. So two lights, four people, effectively. All right. I um, guess we'll stick with the officer then, since he has the second flashlight. Yeah, that's what I'm thinking. I mean, you guys are still gonna be you know in the same general vicinity, but you got two people leading with lights, and then two others pulling up the rear. Um. Uh, Excuse me. Okay. I need I need notice checks from all of you. Well, the three oh, of you. That's a skill. That that's a skill I've got. 
I got. It should be a skill all of you have. Oh well, never mind then. <laughs> Sorry. <laughs> well, so you get well, you get automatically one rank in it if you have any level of of. Got a five. It is one you can build up though. Okay. So I think mine it just says notice D four. So that's just a one D four, right? Mm-hmm. Well, and then you get the wild die too. Oh, Don't forget that wild die. Always uh, roll a D seven. Yeah. Which one's better? The three. <laughs> I rolled a three. Oh, I got eleven on my wild. <clears throat> oh, I okay. Forgot to, I forgot to so, the explanation points behind mine, but not that would have mattered anyway. I, I got a five on my D eight and a six or eleven on my D six. So Shanna got a. Your highest one was a five. Three. Your highest was a three. Yeah. Okay. Well. On your D4, oh, but then you rolled the D6. I see, okay. And so your highest was three, Tanner's highest. And then Stevens was an 11. Yes. Okay. It's that laser so, surgery. Tanner, Shannon, the two of you, I mean, <clears throat> even even just like, because Notice is basically both looking and listening. It's, it's just sense engagement in general. <clears throat> There's not really a lot to see because it is so dark. Um the beam you don't really know where to point because there's not a clear trail so all too often you're like aiming it right at the the base of a, a tree right at the trunk of one and so you're not really getting a lot of peripheral um you hear crickets some occasional owl hoots the very st- uh, standard kind of if you asked for some relaxing forest sounds at night that's what you would hear kind of stuff um every once in a while you're convinced that you hear what might be some like shuffling footsteps through the woods somewhere, but the moment your beam gets over there, nothing to see. Steven, on the other hand, <clears throat> the further you guys get in, within, let's say, I don't know, probably a couple of minutes of walking into the woods, no more than five, you hear what is fairly clearly like a soft moaning up ahead, like a... Mm. Uh, it's probably I don't know 25 yards north of the diner Uh, not much of a hike Um, you're trying to pinpoint the exact direction you think you've probably got it what's interesting is just off to the east of that like if that's north this would be northeast there are some definitive quiet footsteps through the leaves and they're not quite as shuffly as these guys are hearing they're pretty straightforward uh, steady crunch Probably bipedal. Mm, I uh, I don't want to give away our position just just in case, but I try to like get uh, Shannon and Tanner to like uh, basically I whisper to them. I think I hear something over uh, towards our two three o'clock or two o'clock. Uh, I don't want us to spread out too far, but I want them to like kind of go towards that direction and see if they can't find anything. He hears with a over here. <laughs> come, hmm. come. Okay, so what I'm gathering is two of you want to investigate the sound and t- the the moaning, and two of you are going to investigate the footsteps. Is that right? Sure. <clears throat> All right. Who's going where? I guess me and the officer will go towards uh, the moaning and I'll try to 
I guess, direct Shannon and Tanner where I hear the uh, bipedal footsteps, you know, towards the two o'clock northeast of the moaning okay. sounds. Shannon and Tanner, are either of you trained in survival? Do either of yes. you ever have ranks in survival? Uh, okay, yeah, Tanner, yeah, I need you to make survival. Uh, well, both of you then. I need a survival roll, please. Son of a bitch. Uh, I got a six oh. on my wild die. All right. That's better. Roll that again. Ooh. Yeah. yeah. You sure did. Yeah, I did. Tanner, unfortunately, critical failed, so that oh. ain't going to be great. I'm more tuned to nature due to my Wait. druidic <laughs> upbringing. Wait, we have, we have bennies, don't we? Yeah. Yeah, you have three of them. Can I go ahead and use one now? I would. Yes. <laughs> So, so I just re-roll that again. Yeah, you just you start that roll all over. It's like it never happened. Son of a! <laughs> oh, did you crit fail again? You no, did. did. Oh, thank God! Uh, Four. You crit fail oh. all one. Oof. Okay. All it's right. Two bennies. Ooh. I'm kind of tempted to like not give you guys any more bennies. I think once you run out, you're out. <laughs> I think oh. that'd be more interesting. I think that. So, like, we get our three, and that's it. I got four. That's it. Okay. Oh yeah, because you took the luck edge, didn't you? Mm-hmm. Nice. Well, you Don't worry, out, buddy. You know. I got you in case things go south. <laughs> <laughs> okay. Uh, I'll I'll come back to what happens with you guys in just a minute, Stephen. You and the sheriff. Um, as you get closer toward that that sound of that like kind of soft moaning it does kind of grow louder you're definitely getting closer to it and it's it's pretty clear after time that it is not trying to hide that sound effect um you see why a minute later as kelly's beam passes over a definitive body um there is what is pretty clearly like the definition of a high school football jock uh sitting up against a tree he's got the letterman jacket on um He's kind of slumped over at first, and you can see on the back it says Doherty is the name that's across the back. Um, but he leans back as the beam swipes over him, and he's got his hand up on his collar blown. He's got a bloody slash wound, like right across there, and he's oh. bleeding pretty badly. Um, Kelly calls out his name. He calls out Evan, and he runs over to him. He looks back at you and says, You got any first aid training? Not training. I know of first aid. Do you have any ranks in the healing skill? I don't. All I have is just knowledge. Like mm. I, that's how I know of healing. Okay. <laughs> um. Well, he's basically he's not going to ask you to attempt it if it's pretty clear that you don't know what you're doing. Yeah. But he is going to recommend that you um see if one of the others can help. Okay. Uh, I could probably and still. He's going much... to try to like staunch the bleeding while you're doing that. Okay. Uh, I'm gonna see if I could borrow that flashlight, possibly, unless I can still see Shannon or Tanner's flashlight. You can see their beam bouncing okay. around in the woods out there. Oh, um, okay. Hmm. Yeah. yeah uh, you can see where that they to are. See, he'll need to see that to mend to the wound. So yeah, let's just uh go for it. Let's just go for Shannon and Tanner. Okay. I'm impulsive. Yeah, because he's 
he's not going to do very well trying to staunch that bleed. He doesn't have any first aid stuff on him outside mm-hmm. of just the, the, you know, he can like take his, his over shirt off and like try to, you know, press it against the press wound, it. but that's about yeah, yeah. it. Okay. That's about all he's got. Okay. So if you're going to head off toward them, make me a notice roll. Notice. All right. That's a mm-hmm. D8. Five. Notice me. Simple. While you're doing that. While you're doing that, just tell me the numbers in a minute while I'll come back to you in a second. Yep, yep. Uh, Shannon, Tanner, you guys are making your way toward what you believe were some some footsteps. Um, <clears throat> Shannon, you are absolutely convinced that, that you can hear something moving. It's like you feel like a legitimate tracker, like you can kind of hear what's happening up, a, up ahead. Um, eventually, you notice like you happen to look down because you can feel that your your footsteps are hitting something oddly. There's some really heavy boot prints in the dirt on the trail. And I mean, they're, they're like almost glowing. They're so obvious to you. Um, the further you begin to follow them, they end about a hundred yards further up near the edge of a Creek. Um, you look up and like aim the, well, you look up and Tanner kind of just instinctively aims the flashlight up at the same time that you look that direction <clears throat> far off in the distance, well past the, the edge of this Creek, which is probably 15, 20 yards across. Um, there's someone standing there. They've got some kind of mask on, but you really can't see it very well from this distance. What you can see is the gleam of a long machete blade. And they're just standing stock still staring at you. It's about that time <clears throat> that uh, Steven comes crashing through the underbrush behind you guys. You turn and see him. Tanner, you turn back to aim the flashlight where that figure was and they're gone. You're convinced for a minute I'm aiming in the wrong place. No. No matter where you sweep that beam to, you don't see that figure again. Cool. Thanks, Steven. I, I, we need help. Uh, there's a guy cleaved in twain from his shoulder <laughs> down. And do any of you know first aid? I know of first aid. So do I. We need someone that actually knows how to do it, though. Uh, I I reach in my my little pack that I've got and I hold out. I've got a first aid kit. Uh, sure, that should help. Let's uh, let's helpful. get back to him. Okay, Tanner, watch our rear. I got you. Also, uh, Hunter, I got a seven on that notice roll. Yep, I got you. Uh, you were able to to make your way over there without much light to get to oh, them, okay. but not without creating a significant amount of noise. Ah, so okay. that's how I played those two things. Okay, out. that's nice. what happened there. I like yep. it. All right, so you guys are able to hot foot it back that direction now that you got a light. There's really no extreme difficulty in doing so. Um, when you get back, though, this Evan is is worse for the wear and. Uh, Kelly now searches the faces of Tanner and, and Shannon is like, please tell me one of you guys has something on you to help me with this. Cause he's now again, pressing like his overshirt against that wound and you can see the blood is starting to soak through it. I'm going to hold up my gun in one hand and the first aid kit in the other. And I'm just like, eh, eh. <laughs> yeah. That one with the cross, that's the one we need. Um, 
So we can play this one of two ways. You can try to make a first aid check, or he can make one now that he has a kit um, that allows him to make a secondary one. I assume because he's a police officer, he has some form of first aid of knowledge, so I'm going to let him he do does. it. He does. He has the training. He just doesn't have the equipment at hand. Okay. Yeah, I'm going to give him the equipment and uh, tell him to work on the kid. Hey, and... great. Oh, no. <laughs> Shit, what oh, happened? Oh, no. He I... got a well, low four. Uh, he got a three. So... Can I assist? Yeah, his highest roll is a three. Um, I will... What is the assist? Yeah, okay. Uh, but it's it's an unskilled deal because you're not skilled in first aid or healing. So it's going to be a, I mean, a D4 plus your wild die and a minus two on the ultimate deal. If you can get at least a four on one of them, I will count it as a success. You say a 1D4 and a 1D6, right? Mm-hmm. Yeah. But it's going to be a minus two for whatever the highest one is. Oh, you got it. Well, that's an exploding. Shit. So I just roll, roll that, that again real again. quick, right? Yeah. Roll that four again. Yep. Well, you win some, oh. you lose some. I roll oh. your six. Yeah, because now it's only a three. Oh, there it is. Oh, Ow. Whoa. Oh, oh, shit. Oh, shit. <laughs> you guys are watching the animated one. I can just see the number. Like, I saw a 20. You guys are getting all excited. I'm like, I know exactly what it is. <laughs> Okay, well, it's still at a minus two, um, but but basically the the combination of the light and like legitimately, you start getting flashbacks to all the times that you guys have been like injured and gone through all this craziness. Not like you really knew what to do then, but like you can certainly stop the bleeding. You know, you can you can put two and two together um, between that and the kit that you got at hand, which is something you didn't always have in the past. You're able to kind of just like shake it loose and be like, all right, fuck, give me this, give me that, give me this other thing. Uh, in between you and the sheriff, you manage to to get the guy cleaned up for the most part. I watched ER um, a lot. <laughs> he is uh, he was bleeding badly. He'll make it to a hospital at this point, basically. Um, once you do get this Evan kind of cleaned up uh, enough to, or not cleaned up, I guess I should say. Once you get him, you know, just basically stabilized. Um, yeah. <laughs> Stephen you happen to be the one who notices that he has in in one hand uh it hasn't been clear up until now because it was clenched in his fist but he is still clutching what looks like an ear but not a human ear like a floppy furry ear from like a stuffed animal it looks like it was white at some point but it's very dirty um You'll have a chance to ask him about that in a second if you want to, because at this point, Kelly starts kind of trying to get him and you guys out of the woods and back to the parking lot of Al's place, um, where, Lindsay, you have been hanging out with Elena. What have you been doing in the time all this has been going on? Fortunately, so, no guns, were so you don't really know what's been happening. To basically distract and help uh, get her to relax a little bit, I've been telling her about uh, the previous weekend Cape Comic Con and showing her pictures of my artwork on my phone. <laughs> God okay. damn, self promotion. <laughs> it's called distraction. Uh, I mean, yeah, it works. Like she, she, um, she doesn't say a lot and she sniffles a lot. Like it's a lot of that. Like. Like she's clearly trying not to cry, uh, but it, it gets her calm enough. Um, all that shit goes right out the window when her boyfriend comes out of the woods, stumbling, bloody, and like looking like he's gonna fall apart. She screams again. She runs over. She starts to grab hold of him, and he's like, ah, 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 like trying to keep her from doing that. Um, 
But basically, in time, the two of them are able to sort of settle. Uh, the sheriff gets on the radio, calls for paramedics. They're going to come to him instead of him going to them. Um, so you got a couple of minutes before the the ambulance gets there um, to talk if you have questions. Just gonna ask both of them what happened. Like now that we're settled down a little bit, what happened? So the two of them explain the, their side of the situation, which is is a rough timeline, but they seem to agree on the the order of the events and what happened. Um, it's it's you know it's a church night, so prior to that, they went out to have dinner together. Um, obviously, at Al's. Uh, there's a lot of like little furtive glances and a lot of blushing, but eventually they admit, yeah, okay, we decided to sneak off into the woods. Um, we don't get a lot of time alone. Our parents are kind of overbearing, that sort of thing. Um, while they were out there, and it's Evan who has to say it because Elena's too freaked out to do so. He says some guy in some kind of white animal mask like sneaked up on us. And he he stabbed me is the only thing I can I can you know explain. He came you know up through the the back here slashed me. Um, she freaks out again at the mention of that. Like she's trying not to cry. Um, she tries to explain like what kind of animal it was. Like that's the only thing that her her mind can grasp onto. But she can't really. <clears throat> and Evan too is like yeah, I don't. I don't know, man. It was an animal, but like, I don't know. It kind of looked like some kind of long necked cow. I don't know. Wait, so it was a person with a long necked cow mask? Yeah, as best they can tell. Are you sure it wasn't a mutant horse cow? Because we have dealt with mutants before. Shannon, what? we just seen something in a mask in the woods. Come on, please. That was like, obviously Atlanta looks at you, Lindsay, and is like, "Is he okay?" No, like, I, I kind of want to point out the ear that he had in his hands, and I'm basically going to ask, like, "What do you have there? Can we see that?" Oh yeah, I mean, he he literally looks at it and goes, "Oh my god!" Like, I forgot I even had that. Yeah, I mean, I tried to fight back, I got a hold of it, but I, I don't know. And he just I, hands it over. He hands it over yeah. to the sheriff. Okay. Um, um, I guess Kelly looks at look you and is like, I mean, if you, you know, I'll get an evidence bag if you, if you want it for any reason. Yeah. Let's, uh, let's keep that. See if we can't figure out something with that. Cause, uh, is there any, just, hmm? I was just going to ask the sheriff, is there any chance we could get some bloodhounds to sniff that and see if we, you know, if there's still enough strong enough scent through the woods, maybe we can track this guy. <laughs> I think you misunderstand how what size uh, uh, force we're working with here, son. Yeah, they call us that kind of authority around here. (laughs) It's a start on something, I guess. He'll he'll make it clear pretty quickly that they don't they don't have the money for Chihuahuas, much less bloodhounds. (laughs) Like that's not a thing. Their canine force um, consists of of one dog that works more as a therapy dog for the schools than he does as a bomb sniffing drug sniffing, you know, killer. Would so. I be would I be able to examine it with my knowledge to see to determine basically what it is? Like um, I guess like you know animal wise. 
Sure. What, like a, like a common knowledge role? Is that what you want to do here? I guess, yeah. Or do you I, have a specific knowledge that you want to employ on it? Uh, I don't have a specific knowledge. I just have common knowledge. Okay. Um, I'm gonna I'm gonna expedite this process and just hand wave it. Then it is very clearly the ear from an animal mask of some kind. Okay, so it is usual about it in mask. that way. It's okay. It's I was exactly wanting to see if it, it was bloody, described. basically like flesh. I, it is bloody. It's got blood on it, but it's it, you would you would almost definitely assume this is Evan's blood from where he was right. attacked. Okay, it so could like be somebody else's mask. blood. Oh, but yeah, it's like it. like a like a head, like it goes over your head, not like okay. a you strap it on your face kind of thing. Probably anyway, it certainly seems way more intricate than that. I'm gonna mm. I'm gonna step in here and look at the sheriff and point out towards the woods and say, Sheriff, we need to get a a line around all this. I want police on every side of this forest. Can we get a chopper overhead? Maybe see if we can spot this fucker out in the woods somewhere. And I'm gonna <laughs> kick him in the comment. shin. In uh, in the process of all this, he does like finally. He just he also kind of looks at his gun the way that Evan looked at that that uh, here and it, like realizes he's still holding it and holsters it. Um, while you're talking, he's kind of like letting out this big breath and just kind of shakes his head. Um, it's not that he's ignoring you, but he's trying to like say like a kind of a follow up to all that. He just says like, I don't get any of this. I don't get any of this at all. And at first, it's not clear that he's talking to you, but then he does actually look at you, Shannon, and he goes, I mean, you know, we all know the kids come out here sometimes, but ain't nobody ever really been hurt out here before. Uh, sure. Sure. I don't I don't have the kind of resources you're talking about, son. I'm a, I want to lean into him. And Sheriff, you're talking about a town that has had no fewer than three extraordinary situations happen involving mutant chickens nazis ghosts zombies and uh some kind of mutation that i myself suffered recently so when you tell me that you know all we know all the kids come out here and nothing usually happens you do know you're in perryville right he lets out another big sigh and he goes well that's the other thing and his face kind of goes hard um it's colder than it was before and 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 he looks you in the eye and he says, "Look, I know the stories. I know what I've been told. I know that Shaft trusted you, sort of. I don't know that anybody really trusts you, except for maybe these people." He says, "You know everything that you described. None of it was ever really corroborated." We never found any oversized chickens out at Three Spring. Never found anything in the basement of that house. Never saw any symbolism of mutation from anywhere. We don't even know the corporation y'all were talking about. I point at Tanner's face when he says that. I don't say anything. I just point at Tanner's face. Then why call (laughs) us in the first place if you're not going to believe any of it happened? He looks over Shannon's shoulder at you and says, I didn't say I didn't believe it. I just said I can't jump to those conclusions. You're the well, only just, people in the middle ground I have to work with. I'm just going to tell you right now, be happy that you didn't witness those things. They were... Oh, I am. Look, truly terrifying. I'm, I'm happy. Look, Sheriff. Believe me. I don't want to get off on the wrong foot here. 
We're not your enemy. We're here to help. All I'm telling you is that anything that you may dismiss right now, anything that you may think, why is this happening or this can't be happening, I assure you, it can and it probably is. So we need to move fast. I agree. Shannon, and so I hate to that, say it. Oh, go ahead. Sorry, go ahead. No, go ahead. No, you good. I was going to say, I hate to say it, but maybe we do need to go see Boxy. I rub my gun. Sexually. <laughs> of course. <laughs> um, I'm waiting a long time for this. In the process of uh, of all of this, the sheriff does step over to his cruiser and he calls back to the main station. Uh, it's clear that he's calling for his deputy. He mentions the name uh, Turner a couple of times. But he doesn't get a response, and so he comes back over and he says, "Ah, you must have stepped away from the radio." Um, here's what I suggest: let's go take a look at the first mound location for now. It's starting to get late. We'll wrap that up. We'll call it a night. We'll pick this thing up fresh in the morning. I think we're all in need of a little bit of rest after all this. I would also, I would also put out the word that maybe there's a curfew in effect tonight. Keep people indoors. You don't have to tell them why. We don't want to scare anybody. But uh, we don't want anybody running around when there's a man in some kind of mask with a machete. He's, he says basically that's what he was trying to do, and he couldn't get his deputy, but he'll keep trying him on the radio. He says at this point, as late as it is, and on a, on a school night, on a church night, is not going to be a big problem anyway. Um, not for this community, but he is going to continue to try to put out the call. It's about that time the ambulance, by the way, has arrived. They've gotten uh, Evan. Elena's going to ride away with him. So you guys are now free to depart from there. And again, the sheriff says, I'll take you over to the McClure place real quick if that's what you want to do. Yes, please. Steven? And Steven okay. back me up on this. Y- yeah. Yes, have some. <laughs> okay. So you guys pile into your vehicle or vehicles. I'm assuming you need both of them at this point. Um, yeah. I'm going to ride with sheriff the sheriff actually, if I, if I can and talk to him, just kind of yeah, he's, discuss things. He's fine with that. Yeah. Yeah. Um, so basically you'll then be the liaison for this information on the way over there. He um, shares with you that, you know, what he knows about McClure. He says, man, that boy was real excited to have his own house. He moved into that little rambler over on dogwood he said he just got a good job, too, before all this. He was going to be an accountant out there at that Buckeye Hay Farm. And he said he got the money that way to buy the place and fix it up. It had been sitting there unused for a while. He'd only been here, God, I don't know, six months before that mound showed up. And a week later, he's crazy, and then he's dead. Damnedest thing. And he kind of just trails off. Not just dead, but you said decomposed, right? Yeah, that's the weirdest of it. Rotted out. I don't know. It's like that mound did something to him. I don't know how dirt could do that to somebody, though. Let's go take a yeah, look at this. Yeah, nothing surprises dirt. me in this town. You, you're not there. I just, I have a wave come over me because I'm like, well, <laughs> I just feel. I bet Tanner would, be, if Tanner was here, he'd probably say, nothing surprises him in this town. On a scale of one to six, how hurt are you right now? <laughs> um, so about 10, 15 minutes later, I'm assuming you guys, the rest of you were just following the sheriff. Um, 
you do indeed pull up to uh, kind of a rural street. There's not a lot of houses in the immediate vicinity. It's about a quarter mile down to the next house. Uh, little, as he said, like a rambler, a little one story, not quite ranch. It's not quite big enough for that. Um, you can see even in the, the, you know, what little bit of moonlight. And then of course the sheriff immediately grabs his flashlight that he can flash around. Um, there's an unpainted porch attached to the front of the house. It looks newly built. Uh, there are some extra planks that are laid neatly up against the side of the porch step. So it looks like he had some stuff left over. Uh, there's a worn out pickup truck sitting in the driveway. You can see as um, the sheriff, as Kelly flashes his, his flashlight around, that there's like dried mud all crusted in the bed of the truck. Um, other than that, immediately, there's not really a, a whole lot to see. Um, the mound is in the backyard, so there's no way to see it from this specific location. Once everybody arrives... Uh, I would like for you guys to all make a notice check for me, please. That's something I can do. Ew, my D8's not rolling well for me. Oh, good. Get him. I got a seven on that one. Okay. Well, I got a four on my highest roll. Seven for me. Okay. Five for me. It's not how you add your plus two at the end, Lindsay. No, six for me. I'm sorry. Hopefully Wait, I do I get straight. a plus two? I, don't I have a so. plus two because of stuff that I have. Okay. Oh. Well, that's not bad. Nice. It's better than mine. But... That is significantly <laughs> high. Um, Shannon, you, you notice... Uh, well, basically, you notice that you can kind of see the mound almost um, from from the front. It's not immediately obvious, but like eventually you kind of just grab Tanner's hand with the flashlight and aim it toward the backyard. Um, it's about an acre around the back. It's got an old like split rail fence um, that's not really in great shape. Evidently, you haven't really gotten around to fixing that up yet. And you can see like, again, about the size of a car as mound that's raised up over um, it even looks like kind of like moist earth from where you are. Um, just a lot of just like, looks like somebody just dumped it right there. Like, but there's patches of grass, like it's starting to be grown over. It's difficult to see from where you are, but there are some things to see. Lindsay, um, you on the other hand are more focused on the house itself. Something that catches your attention is that one of the windows on the side, the side closest to where the truck is, has been broken. And the window itself has then been raised up. It is actually wide open. Okay. I'm going to uh, point that out to them and suggest that maybe we should go check the house out. <clears throat> The sheriff uh, swings his beam, his flashlight over that direction, and he goes, huh, that's new to me. I checked this place out yesterday, and everything was fine. Then somebody's probably been here. Sheriff, has anyone touched this mound? <laughs> um, he's kind of, like, got his attention split between both places at this point. Um, he says that 
if you'll remember from the the story that he described before, McClure was all over it. Tucker was digging at it, messing with it constantly. Um, nobody, to his knowledge, has touched it since, other than just to remove his body. Well, look at Tanner. We have but at this point, sorry, go ahead. I was going to say we uh, we have to operate under the assumption that something in this this ground is cursed or poisonous or something. So let's not touch it and make sure no one else touches it. So at this point, the sheriff is moving toward the house and he makes a fairly quick assessment and says, well, we got one of two ways we can do something about this. We can either try to go in through that window, which I'm not thrilled about, but it's not out of the question. Um, or we can try to force the front door. I'm not thrilled about that one either. Cause I still don't have a lot of jurisdiction to be messing with the insides of these places. Oh, well, well that's a good, good thing. We're not officially affiliated with anybody. I was about to say the and, same thing. Don't worry. Uh, if we, if anything happens, you could just sue us. <laughs> Tanner, you want to kick? He laughs a little bit despite himself and basically just says, uh, "Well, pick your poison." Then, if the window's already broken, I guess it's not too big a deal to break the front door too. All right, let's Shannon see if you can kick this door down. If not, I've got a shotgun. I can breach it. Oh Lord! All right. <laughs> now let's just immediately go for the full destructiveness. What do you want yes, us to do? Uh, knock? If you're gonna try to, if you're gonna try to kick the door, I mean, door if someone's in, in there, to you're gonna be making a ton of noise. It's gonna be a strength check to do that. Um, I'm trying to see if there's anything I've got that I could use. I've got a hacking, but I doubt hacking works on a door. It does not. <laughs> it's not Star Wars, unfortunately. <laughs> All right, I'll I'll uh, I'll do the. What is, uh, what is your strength? Like ten. Oh yeah, you go ahead. I'm pretty sure. Where do I see it? Uh, eight. It's an eight. Oh, uh, yeah, so is mine. So you, you go ahead. I got an eight too, guys. How the fuck do you have it? How are you a strong? It's fine. <laughs> I've it's been fine. working out, Shannon. <laughs> Dude, he, he hit leg day hard. That's what you do when you play Overwatch. You just sit there and curl with your other hand. All right. <laughs> <laughs> Gotta have my breaks. Here we go. Every time I curse, I do one push up. Oh yeah, that he's oh, gonna look, he's gonna look like Joey Swole. <laughs> uh, I guess I'll roll my one d six too. Maybe I'll have better luck with it. Although it's taking forever for these dice to roll for me for some reason. Seriously. Yeah, that's why I don't do the animated ones. I just turn them off. I got a five. Um, you you feel like you maybe put a little bit of a dent into it, but this is, this is a heavy exterior door, man. This is a front door. It's got a, it's got a deadbolt, so it is not going to break. Uh, can I look at Tanner and just say that I softened it up for you. Finish it off. Yeah. Tanner can try. You want me to kick it? You want me to shoot it? Kick it. Save your hemo. God, Kicking. It's, it's precious. Yeah. The sheriff is also not real thrilled about the idea of just pumping rounds into it. Like breaking the door down is one thing. Hey, Breaching a door with a shotgun is a normal thing. Not in Perryville. Normal is a very relative term. (laughs) Tanner, ace that six real quick. Ace it twice. That's an order. I'm trying. It's still rolling. Gee. I got a six. (laughs) Yeah. um, (laughs) I'm... I'm going to give it to you only because it's late. <laughs> That's the only reason I'm going to give that I to you. I softened it up. Um, 
Yeah, between the two of you, I mean, you it's not clean. It doesn't just like like a police procedural, like you just kick at the thing and it swings wide open on the hinges. Like you kind of barrel down the top part of it. It bends uh, and we have to like and, step over uh, it all awkwardly. Yeah, it's it's not comfortable. Like it's another couple of minutes before you manage to work away and eventually the sheriff is like, We should have just gone through the window. Uh, <laughs> I'll look at him and nod. But you're yeah. inside. But this is a good ass door. You gotta tell me where like, I got that door. I'm gonna install some of those. All right. It's it's an exterior door, man. You can't just ram your shoulder into it and hope for the best. Are they doing the movies? Um So the second you get inside the like scent of fresh dirt. Well, fresh is a relative term too. Uh, just like shoots right up your nostrils. And I don't know who all's going in. I'm assuming it's all of you. Uh, but as soon as you get past that threshold, it is just dirt. It's like you're buried underground all of a sudden. Um, flashlight beams reveal stains, dirt clods all over most of the very like thick old carpet in this place. Um, Weirdly, there are garden tools like all over the furniture. There are hoes and rakes and and like a pickaxe in one area. Um, The sheriff, as you guys are taking all this in, says, for the record, we already searched this place after the body was discovered. We didn't find anything unusual other than, you know, any gestures vaguely at everything. Even even the dirt. Do you have anybody? Do what? Sorry. Even the dirt, like all the the dirt we see now, was this here before? Yeah, yeah, it was. It was like this when we got here before. Well, sheriff, did you have anybody who was trained in the occult coming in here? That's a good question. Yes, you. <laughs> That's a good answer, Tanner. Do your uh, thing. Using, he using called you guys. You're the, the you're the closest thing he has to experts at this point. All right, using my training in the occult, I'm going to search the place. Oh, hang on, hang on a second, hang on. What What do you mean? You just gonna like make an occult roll, as one would do? Hang Maybe on a my my roll twenty is frozen, so I don't know. That's also my favorite thing at Midori's is the occult roll. You get that with a Dr Pepper and the yum yum sauce. Now I'm mixing places together. <laughs> just got just got a little weirder the longer that it went. Um. I need to see what that occult skill does exactly. <laughs> so it says as the same ballpark function, general knowledge of occult happenings and proceedings and monsters. Um, so it's not really like an investigative skill. It's the kind of thing where you can't just like pick up the dirt and go, ah, yes, I can smell the occult on it. No, you know, like it's what, not I was really, looking, what I wanted to look for demons. was anything that might be related to the occult. Okay, so you want to search like with an occult tinge, basically, yes. is what you're saying. Yeah, yeah I'll let you make an occult roll for that. Okay. You're looking for arcane runes. You're looking for like candles um, arranged oddly, that kind of shit. Okay, yeah, yeah I got you. Yeah, any, any kind of literature related to it or anything. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that works. Rolling. Keep rolling. rolling, rolling, rolling. I'll kind of turn those digital dice off. They're useless. It's not. Mine's not even doing a digital dice. Yeah, mine's not either. Yeah. It's just not. Oh, shit, I don't know. Is, uh, yeah, it's just taking forever to roll. 
and try something. All right, yeah, roll my, seven. Wonder if that's just roll twenty because I clicked the d twenty just to see what would happen. Um, you know, I had to roll anything else. Seven sevens work. That's fine. We'll we'll okay. again. I'm. I'm I mean, that was my stuff. that was my wild die. Yeah. So, uh, wait. How was it? Your wild die today's. Yeah. yeah. Oh yeah. Okay. I was like, how the hell did you get a seven on a wild die? Um, Tanner, you start making your way around the place looking for those specific kinds of things. There's really none to be found. It very much just looks like the guy is a super intense gardening enthusiast. Um, again, he's got all these farm implements all over the place or like gardening implements. There's tons of dirt on every surface of the house. Otherwise it looks like, like an older house that someone just bought and is trying to get kind of, you know, cleaned up and, and he's, he's six months into the process of all that. Um, what really does catch your attention is when you round the corner from that bathroom, which it turns out is where the window was broken, by the way, um, you can see on the bathroom floor, that there are like dirty footprints, like sneaker footprints. And they come from where the window was broken and then they go through the bathroom and out in the hallway. You lose them right in front of you because it's a carpeted area. So it's not clear where they went. As quietly as possible, I, I went well, without nothing really matters. So we just kick down the door, but I don't want them. I don't want whoever's in here. I don't want them knowing that I know they're here. So, I uh, move back towards where the sheriff and Shannon and the rest of the party are, and I let you know I whisper to them, letting them know, "Hey, look, that busted window is in the bathroom. There are footprints leading to somewhere, and I lost it in the carpet. So there is somebody." You in get to about that point in your description, and you guys hear the sound of down the hallway a door opening, like at full speed, it slams against the wall, and someone comes racing out of the hallway bedroom down the way, uh, and and tries basically to sprint through the living room, through you guys, and out to the outside. Um, I need, if you want to try to do anything, you're going to have to try to make a strength check to stop this person. You don't have to. I'm going to try. I'll give you I'm guys jump all out of the way. <laughs> okay. I'm also going to try. Okay. It's a strength check then. Tanner. The sheriff. Please. No, no. Don't do it. You just did it. <laughs> what fuck? He's got to get two. Oh, He's got to get two ones for it to be a problem. You got to get a oh. one on both of those dice. 13. Oh my god. I'm... Wow, all, all three right. of us rolled That's a one. a lot of one. Jesus. I'm Let's get this out of our system that. right now. I've never roll seen anything 20s like it. Having a, uh, yeah, I think the day, system's think. busted. Yeah, that's for sure. What all right, is. well, assuming assuming that nobody crit fails at this I point. I rolled a 13. I got a 5. I know. That's what I'm saying. Assuming that nobody does that, I'm just going to... You guys basically all just managed to dogpile. The, the two of you, at least, managed to like turn and dogpile this guy, whoever it is. Um Within a second, the sheriff kind of like waves you off, but has you kind of hold on to his arms because whoever this is is struggling. Um, and a second later, both of you were like, wait a minute, we know this person. Because as he's like swinging, trying to get away, there are like dreads slapping you both in the face. The beam comes up and you hear a very distinct voice go, Baby birds? No! <laughs> no! What the fuck? Zach, why are you the in Perryville? The sheriff goes, 
The sheriff goes, well, if it isn't Junkie J. <laughs> <laughs> and Zach looks at you guys like, in this very sheepish kind of like, you know, don't, don't say anything. The sheriff has not yet figured out that you guys know who this is. And he just starts describing to you who this guy is. He goes, this one's been in lockup so many times for all this little petty crap he keeps pulling around here. We've just taken to calling him Junkie J. His name's Jay Fleming, but nobody calls him that anymore. Again, meanwhile, the whole time, every time the beam gets away from him, Kyrgyz catches one of you guys in the eye and is like, wink. <laughs> um, <laughs> And so, yeah, he puts on a face of like, oh, yeah, you caught me. You know, you, you got me here. Look, nobody was here. I figured it'd be a good place to crash. I doubted anybody would bother me for a while. Um, I just, you guys kind of freaked me out coming through the door like that. Well, if we had known you were here, Burnout, we wouldn't have broken the door like that. <laughs> he says, look, I'm sorry. I'm sorry. I, I know I shouldn't be here. I'll uh, I'll just be on my way. And the sheriff's like, yeah, no, no, you won't. <laughs> he says, look, look, I swear I'm not going to come back. I didn't, I didn't break the window. The window was broken when I got here. I didn't take anything. He turns out his pockets. He's like, that's, that's just, that's not me. Okay. And I, he's probably the one responsible for the footprints. Cause it looks like the boy never wears shoes. Sheriff, I, I, I think we, what do you say? We give him a pass on this. Uh, I don't know him. Obviously I've, I have no, I have no history with him, but he looks like a good boy. Maybe we can give him a break. We have more important uh, things to do. Kelly says, "Yeah, look, all right, that's my preference too. I don't have the space or the time, you know, the space at the at the lockup or the time to mess with this. Uh, he didn't hurt anybody, and he looks him in the eye, and he just he kind of scolds him. He's like, no, don't." Be messing around in unoccupied houses again, Jay. You hear me? And he's like, "Yeah, scouts honor. You know, I won't, I won't be." So the sheriff says he's going to tidy up there a little bit, which gives you guys a chance to walk Kurgis outside, unprompted, before you have a chance to tell him anything about why you're there. He says, "All right, you guys need to hear me out because I don't want to say this around him just in case." Um, I've been here for a couple of days. That guy's an idiot. <laughs> he says. <laughs> I, I figured it'd just be an easy place to hang out for a while, you know? I I was in the area. What are you going to do? Um, he says, but, but, and I know this will interest you, Tanner, and Shannon specifically. He says, last night when I was here, I heard something outside. Peeked up through the window, and there was some dude in a baseball cap and a big, heavy coat. He was in the backyard at that mound, and he was filling up a box with some of the like earth from it. He says, the other thing is I wasn't going to be here much longer anyway, because I have been having the weirdest nightmares since I got here. I can't tell you what about, I keep forgetting them when I wake up, but like, I don't know. Dead man's house kind of freaks me out, man. So I'm going to get out of here real quick. Yeah. Stay off the devil's lettuce burnout. Maybe you won't have nightmares like that. <laughs> Anyway, I'll see it. I'll see a game of grounds tomorrow. Yeah, yeah, of course. Okay. Yeah. He giggles and he literally just starts walking off in an undisclosed uh, direction. He's gonna yell out, like, are you just, just like gonna, into the night? Are you just gonna walk back? What, what's going on? He, over his shoulder, he throws up a peace sign, and as he like gets past the edge of the light, you're pretty sure that he just straight up vanishes. 
Like he was never actually there. <laughs> Sometimes I wonder if he's a real person. You know? <laughs> um, you can see through that split rail fence, by the way, that the sheriff has gone around back to the mound. He's kind of just standing there with his hands on his hips looking at it. I'm going to go look at it and uh, see if, if there's anywhere that looks disturbed, like where somebody was piling you know, dirt into a box, maybe. I won't say that out loud. I'll go with you. Okay. So now that you're like actually in the backyard, it's more of what you saw before, but it's clearer, even though it is getting darker. Um, the mound is basically like right in the middle of the yard. There's, um, it's like moist earth that's all piled up, detached roots. There's some gravel mixed into it. There are indeed a lot of worms. Like even in the little bit of moonlight, you can see them squirming in and out of the pile. Um, Ooh, fish bait. There's mm, even clumps of what seems like probably fec- fecal matter because the whole thing stinks to high hell. Like it smells like ammonia and decay kind of mixed together. Uh, there's more garden tools, like even more shovels and pitchforks and picks all thrown around the yard. A lot of them have just straight up broken handles, like right at the center. Um, some of them have like a sticky kind of rust colored oil that is smeared onto them. Um, does anyone here have any ranks in the science skill? No, I, no. I mostly do fighting. Okay. Uh, then then I can tell you without any, any attempts here that it is, it's a, <laughs> you're just Jeff Goldblum right now. That is one big pile of shit. Um, sheriff, that's what you know about. Sheriff, I assume you did have this soil tested by somebody, right? He says, I've been trying to get somebody on it as soon as possible. But again, we don't have those kind of resources immediately at the ready. What he does say is that, again, there is just no explanation for how this thing wasn't here, and then it is. It's just not clear. Well, I'd say somebody either put it here or the Earth has shifted. Tanner, that's all I got. You got something better? It looks like dirt to me. It, it, it's dirt. <clears throat> I mean, if we have no idea where this is coming from so like what's what is causing this where where is it coming from who's bringing it here is it coming here naturally or supernaturally we this, these are things we got to figure out it's just a real big gopher if somebody i'm gonna lean in and tell tanner oh and don't and, say that Lindsay. Lindsay don't and, say that steven and tanner this personally if somebody is taking dirt from this mound that means that another mound could show up soon so we might have a uh, we might have our answer on who was doing it. Why is a different question. Last I heard, there was already a couple of more. That's a, a voice that you don't recognize, and as everyone kind of shifts their direction to the fence, leaning on the edge of it is a little bit older guy. Um, the sheriff tips his hat and says, "Mr. Stewart, this is uh, Shannon. You would put two and two together. The Bryce Stewart that he mentioned earlier, the neighbor from down the road." Um, appears to be out for a late night walk and he goes i see you've uh called in the cavalry there kelly and the two of them kind of chit chat a little bit back and forth but nothing new in the way of information but there is a newcomer on the scene if you want to talk to him ask him the basics what he saw what the guy's attitude was like and 
is there okay. any correlation between where this one is and where the other ones are? Once he gets the idea that you're like an authority, like someone he can, he can talk to, because he very kind of clearly gives Kelly kind of the side eye of like, who are, who are these? Are they actually with you? He takes a big breath and he goes, ah, look, McClure was a good kid. He was pretty handy. He'd take shortcuts like most of the young guys do now, and I'd yell at him for it, but he always owned up to his mistakes. He says, I'll tell you the same thing I told the police and the same thing I told Kelly there. About mid-August, and I'm sorry, mid-September, McClure stopped by to tell me about this mound in his yard just showed up overnight i thought it was a burst pipe that's the only thing that made sense to me i told him to check with the county clerk's office but he said no i'll get rid of it myself well about three days later he comes back to my door and now he's begging to borrow some heavier tools and i didn't really want to let him have them but i eventually relented on it the next day he stops by and now he's real disheveled, almost drooling. He practically drags me back down here. He's screaming and pointing at this thing, saying that it's talking to him at night. He goes, I don't have any patience for what's got to be the drunken ramblings of some newbie. So I left him to himself. I swear I smelled the liquor on him. He said a few days later, I came back and there he was dead on top of the mound, looking like he'd been there for weeks. But I'm telling you, it's got to be a burst pipe. The sheriff pops in there briefly and says, well, the county clerk already cross-checked all the locations of those mounds against the sewer system. There's no matches. I think we need to go to the other mounds. If there are people still living there that haven't been killed yet, they could be in danger. Well, the sheriff reminds you again that at the the second mound location, the second one that popped up, that family vacated immediately. Nobody's living in that house right now. And the third one, uh, Boxdorfer says he's not going to let us anywhere near there, and he's threatening to shoot anybody who gets onto his property. I don't think that's a problem we want to try to solve at 10 o'clock at night. No, no. I, would... I am going to take my flashlight before we leave and take some photos with my phone of the mound so we can compare it with the other ones later. Okay. You can absolutely do that. I will uh, I will actually eventually send you those pictures. Oh. You'll know exactly what it looks like yeah. Mm-hmm. before the next episode anyway. Okay. At this point, unless you have any other questions, the sheriff says, I recommend, since we've all had a very long day, that we call it a night and pick this thing up at first light. I agree. Let's go get some shut ass. What'd you say, Chief? <laughs> I said, let's go get some shut ass. Just, just, just do what the coon says. Do what Steven anyway. says. <laughs> so... Uh, he'll, he'll direct you guys to where the, you've probably seen the holiday Inn coming in off of uh, 129. It's new. Yeah. It's clean. It's nice. Um, what's wrong with the holiday Inn? Oh, no, no, I was just thinking about a joke I heard on Herman's head. <laughs> Look <laughs> to break the game for a second. If you're going to stay in a hotel in this city, that's the one you want to be in. That's the only okay. one I even know exists. Yes. Uh, there's a whole bunch of other ones. Yeah, the Holiday Inn Express is brand new here. I just, it's only been here for like two years. I just stay with it's you. Like, didn't I, they build it for the porch? <laughs> they did. Yeah. I, uh, and I have yeah, a actually, feeling the cats are playing with the box rather than their new tower from the noise. Actually, 
I I would have caught up with you guys at some point and absolutely would have offered to board you, but with Sarah and her injury, it's just like it's not easy to get other people in and around the house right now. So I'm like, well, hey, if they're offering you a free hotel room, go. Yeah, we don't want to drag you into this when you got so many things on your plate. We understand. I you can stop by and hang out. We can certainly, you know, have dinner, but maybe when it's not ten thirty at night. Or eleven. <laughs> Look, I'm sorry we keep showing up late at night with all these adventures. I, I know it's inconvenient, but we bring you adventure. We bring you love. Uh, you, <laughs> bring his legs. As you guys go to leave and, and the sheriff is given directions, um, Stephen, you would note that he gets back onto his radio um, kind of annoyed and calls back to the station. And you actually you actually hear him use the phrase, Turner, come on back now. And he does not get a response again from his deputy. And oh, now he's he getting frustrated by that he says this is that's that's not right that's Turner's just, a smarter kid than that that's just that's just laziness honestly that's just in some yeah he's he's clearly frustrated he can't I mean, find good help anymore taking over a big <laughs> job and he's he's got a lot uh he's got a lot on his plate he's got a lot to contend with i'm gonna lean into the sheriff to keep an eye on him that could be something <laughs> don't rule anything out once he gives you guys the directions to your hotel, he's going to send you off there. Unless you have anything else you want to do for the night, um, I'm no. going to let you get there and get some rest. I want to go to sleep, for sure. <laughs> okay. In the uh, game. Ind- individual rooms for everyone. They've they've ponied up for four rooms, so you've got them uh, two on one side of the hall, two on the other, so you're in a very close location. You're able to... Uh, to shower, to clean up, to go over the things that you've looked at, to peruse them as you nod off to sleep. Um, Steven and I brought our Xboxes. Hey, we're all probably playing Overwatch. (laughs) Uh, As this is happening, and your characters are left behind, we're going to pull the camera out of there for a second and move back over to the sheriff's station. Where Kelly goes back um to the place and I mean when he pulls into the, the gravel parking lot there he kind of roars in he stops he slings a little gravel in the process uh, it goes inside and before he gets around the corner he's <laughs> well McGarnacle no <laughs> as he gets around the corner um, you can like like anyone who was in that that situation would hear him saying Turner I've told you once I've told you a million times you've got to keep your walkie talkie on and then he stops. He drops the radio he's holding and the cup of coffee he picked up on the way, and it splashes everywhere as we move in over his shoulder to see that his uh, deputy, sheriff's deputy, Austin Turner, has been murdered. Dun, dun, Where he sits dun. at his desk, his throat has been slashed. He has spilled blood in a waterfall down his chest. No one okay. else is around. And that's where we're going to call it for tonight. I'm sorry. When you said that, all I could hear in my head was, there has been a murder. (laughs) All I could think in my head was, Billy's dead. dead. Billy's dead, McGarnagle. (laughs) Slit his throat from ear to ear. Hey, Hey. I'm trying to eat a sandwich. (laughs) All right, guys, that is the end of episode one of the most recent horror of Perryville. Uh, Off to a bloody start. 
as ground swell. Yes, it is. Uh, it's a it's a bloody, disgusting bit uh, to jump right into. So the, for the record, there will be three episodes of this show. This is our Halloween October entertainment for PZ85 plays, uh, despite the fact that we are actually playing a horror campaign at this point. This uh, is just sure. so happened that. Well, yeah, I was going to say it just so happened that that Cody's uh, first like arc wrapped up at the beginning of the month. So um, you got episode one of Groundswell tonight. You'll get the next one next Tuesday, the 18th. One more time on Tuesday, the 25th. That will be the last episode of this. It's a three-act play. Uh, and then we will return to the Curse of Strahd with your DM, Cody Sandusky, uh, as soon as we leave October on Tuesday, November 1st. Until then, Shannon, tell them what else is going on this week. Uh, you know, we'll probably do some wrestling tomorrow. Speaking of horror yeah. and spooky... Uh, mm, Bray Wyatt came Bray back, Wyatt. and yeah, he did. It was uh, it, it legitimately hearing the crowd roar and hearing them get so excited made me excited. Um, yes, I've never been the biggest fan of Bray Wyatt. I do like some of his stuff, but it made me reminded me of why I like wrestling. And then Thursday, we're gonna have an all new Halloween themed episode of After. I'm sorry, Terrifying Tanner Dark, Terrifying Tanner Thursday. Tanner Dark. This time, Tanner Dark is actually a pretty good sounding name. Yep. I like that. Um, <laughs> Lindsay, what do we got? I don't know. Thursdays, your guys' things in uh, in October. Oh yeah, that's right. Tanner, what do we got? <laughs> uh, hey, we'll think of it. We'll not trivia. No, not trivia. Well, riddle me this. All right. Um, <laughs> go back and check out the show that we recorded last night. Yeah, Halloween Tales. So, uh, episode one of that dropped a couple of weeks ago, Tanner's story, Delirium and Camp Kincaid. Episode two was written by me. It's called Automated. Um, these are original. I don't, I haven't really talked much about these on the show, but the short version is these are original horror stories that are being, uh, fully acted by your PZ85 favorites. I had some newcomers too. Um, we have one every Monday in October, so there's two out now. We've got a new one coming next week and the week after, and then the grand finale, which Shannon is writing, uh, will actually drop on Halloween Day. Uh, well, the last two. Continuous story. Writing the last two. He's writing the last two. <laughs> yeah, no, but but I meant like that one oh, specifically. He just talked specifically the finale. Hunter, do you know what yeah. the name of uh, next week's is? Yeah, so the first episode that Tanner wrote is our, our sort of uh, 80 slasher flick. That's Delirium at Camp Kincaid. Last night, uh, I put up what I would consider kind of a body horror type one. Uh, it's called Automated, which I mentioned before. Um, I'm also creating and writing next week's episode, which is called Best Friends. Uh, I'm really excited about that one. It almost writes itself. It's going to be a good time. And um, Shannon, what is the episode, name of episode four? Because you're writing that one, too. Uh, that one is called Sheep's Clothing. Yes, and yes. the last the last episode doesn't have a name yet. I thought about calling it Future Shock, but then I thought maybe we'll come up with like a two, uh, two on the nose. Yeah, well, sheep's clothing. Uh, so I thought maybe <laughs> maybe we'll come up with something quirky. Like I had an episode a couple weeks ago named the uh, the assassination of Tanner Calvert by the coward Shelby Jackson, and I really like that name. Of course, I stole it, but you could you could call it something like Bucka Bucka or Wooza Wuzzle. Yeah. <laughs> I might call it I Billy saw is Dalton Dead. Today. And he told me to tell you all that this is currently his favorite show running. Is Who's that? The, the stories. Dalton. Mr. Landot. Oh, yeah, yeah. Yes. Mr. Landot. Uh, uh, I, I was very amused by the fact that it took him a good three hours he, to figure out that he was He told me that, that story character. also that he didn't get it. Yeah, I, you know, I'm, I'm really proud of what we've done uh, this Halloween. I'm sad that. Yep. I'm sad that I am personally, like, kind of all over the place and. Um, you know, whatever, yeah, but 
this is definitely shaping up to be the most Halloween Halloween series we've done every, I mean, we've done cool new things. Maybe we'll do something extra towards the end. I don't know, but uh, I'd say it'll be hard to top it next year, but let's be honest, there probably won't be a next year. So if we do something similar next year, I can maybe have something written. I just have not had time. Just, just, I'll tell you what, just, Continue the series every how every October. Lindsay, right yeah, now, my, just my goal will be to make that happen. No. My goal will be that, like, basically over the course of a year, people can take and refine stories, and we'll have again at least four or five to do, just depending on how many days in the month we have to Lindsay, fill out next year. Do right. Like, tell me a story right now about this pin. No. I don't have the All right, that's creative be willpower at the moment. You know what What we might do next year, assuming we are still doing this, or even if we're not doing the podcast anymore, maybe if we have a lot of time, we can step it up and do like a video. Like actually do... That would be cool. Like actually... I'm always like, wanting to do a movie. Yeah, a little short when horror when films. When are we uh, recording your movie that you want to do? Oh, we can't. They told me no. They they don't want oh. blood all over the, the medical office. And I'm like, oh... Pussies. Never. That's where it should be. That's where blood is should be internal. All right. Your fake blood is in the I have arsenal, to end by this the show. way. Hunter, let's get out of here. Guys, next week we're back with episode two of the latest horrors of Perryville ground to swell. Uh, until then, for Shannon, for Lindsay, for Tanner, and for Steven, I am your game master, Double H. Keep the lights on and check your backyards. Later. <laughs>